catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, March 22nd. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. On today's episode, I spoke with WUFT reporter Brandon Carroll, who covered an NFL prospect's return to Hawthorne and the hometown hero he's become. Here's Brandon. So my piece was on Cornelius Ingram. He is a former Florida Gators tight end, was drafted in the NFL by the Philadelphia Eagles, and he returned to his hometown of Hawthorne in 2014 as their head football coach, looking to kind of be a bigger figure than than sports because Hawthorne was a town that was in need of uh, really a lot of things, but one of them was their school to be saved. Um, they have a joint middle and high school. The school itself was a year from foreclosure. Um, the grades weren't good enough for them to stay open and they needed kind of this resurgence in a quick one at that. And with him coming back and being, uh, you know, their head football coach and also a present with presence within the school, he was able to jar them toward a resurgence in that, in that regard. And he's been huge for them going forward. And so since 2014, you just kind of seen this steady climb of the Hawthorne community kind of rallying around the Cornelius Ingram and what the mayor Jacqueline Randall calls the Cornelius effect. What is Ingram's role in the athletic department? So he is the head football coach uh, of Hawthorne. He is also the head girls basketball coach. And he, uh, he just serves as a coach, like gym coach um, at the school. So he just kind of, uh, he's not, you know, like an athletic director or anything like that. He's really just a head coach of those two sports and in general. What made Ingram return to Hawthorne? So I'd say just seeing, one thing he talked about in our conversations was just seeing where his alma mater, his, you know, the place he grew up, seeing where it was at from a athletic standpoint as well as a academic standpoint just being not where he left it because when he left it it was a place that he felt was you know similar similarly on the rise um as as it is now but i think his main decision to come back to hawthorne after he you know he only played three years in the nfl never recorded a down because he tore his acl in his uh, rookie mini camp and kind of struggled to overcome that hurdle and so as a result he just kind of i think he saw an opportunity to have an impact on a community that built him to kind of achieve what many people are unable to in in the sport of football and he saw his return initially as a volunteer coach for hawthorne um just kind of trying to give back and then he saw a bigger picture of seeing what he could do his touch on the community with during his short time as a volunteer head coach or volunteer coach that he could turn into being a head coach and uh, just a presence, a, a constant presence for a lot of the youth in the community. Based on your reporting, how would you describe the relationship between Ingram and his players? Oh, they, they're a tight knit group. Uh, I'd say and for, I talked to a few of the girls basketball players and they look up to him. Uh, they see him as, you know, someone that has accomplished things that they want to accomplish has kind of set out a path of how you can achieve things by doing the right thing. They, while they respect him and they look up to him, 
at the same time, he is a presence for them to go to if they just want to have a conversation, if they need advice on something, if they're, you know, just, you know, trying to navigate what high school can be in general, because that is often difficult. But, and he's someone that they can go joke around with, that they can have fun with, because he just exudes this confidence and this presence, this energy around the entire gym, field, wherever he stands in that community. Uh, he is really casting off his confidence to everyone else in the room. And you feel it as soon as you walk in, you feel how everyone is just so comfortable to be around this guy and how um, everyone is just grateful for him being there, whether that's a student, whether that's a faculty member, uh, the athletic director, the principal, the mayor, anyone, you know, the spectators, fans, people in the community, everyone is excited and grateful to have him around, whether they're contacting him on the regular or they just walk past, you know, they're walking by in passing and they say hello to uh, Cornelius because his name is known everywhere. That was WUFT reporter Brandon Carroll, who spoke with Cornelius Ingram in his return to Hawthorne. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. A study completed at Florida State University shows rising sea levels may play a part in the gentrification of inland areas. An official with FSU says lower-income households and renters would be most affected by the move away from the coast. WUSF reports the study specifically observed Duval, Miami-Dade, and Pinellas counties. Researchers with the study warn that legislation addressing the issue is lagging behind what is happening on the ground. Depending on the pace of rising sea levels, residents may be priced out of certain coastal areas over the next 50 years. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is moving forward with increased teacher pay, reports First Coast News. In a press conference Monday, DeSantis announced he is approving $800 million in the state's budget toward increased teacher compensation. The state budget, which was approved earlier this month, boosts the minimum pay for educators in the state to about $47,000. DeSantis, however, did not directly say he plans to approve the budget. During the 2019-2020 school year, Florida educators ranked 30th nationally in terms of pay. Last year, Florida educators were awarded a $1,000 bonus in addition to yearly salary. About 16% of all homes sold in Florida in the past month were located in the Tampa Bay metro area. News Channel 8 reports that in addition to Tampa, the next highest selling areas were Miami, Orlando, and Jacksonville. Miami led the state in terms of condo and townhouse sales, with Tampa coming in a distant second. While prices are rising, available housing is dropping significantly. Zillow reports that the Tampa Bay area home inventory has dropped nearly 30% in the last year. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Tuesday.